Hello, you're listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast with your host, Marion Royal, helping librarians achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. Welcome. Thank you for joining me today. This has been a strange and difficult year for all of us, no matter where we live or what we do. But I think it's been especially challenging for librarians whose primary mission is to serve the public. Whether you're a public librarian facing angry patrons who won't wear masks, a school librarian trying to deliver instruction virtually, or an academic librarian pushing into online classrooms where perhaps a professor doesn't value or acknowledge your presence, you're probably feeling more than a little bit frazzled by now. So today's episode is maybe a bit on the fluffy side. We're going to talk about simple stress relief for the exhausted librarian. I hope that most of you are enjoying at least a few days off during the holiday season. If so, or even if you're back at work, I encourage you to take some time to relax and release some of the stress that's probably been building up in your body and your mind over the last several months. The suggestions I'm about to offer will work for anyone. Many, if not most of them, can be used anytime and anywhere, and none of them cost anything or require any special expensive equipment. So I invite you to pack these ideas into your Masterful Librarian Toolkit to pull out whenever you need them. First of all, I want to say this. Make any effort at de-stressing very gentle and very easy. The worst thing that any of us can do is distress ourselves more trying to find stress relief. So please just listen to these and take what works for you and works for you easily and leave the rest. My first suggestion, and this isn't what's normally recommended, But unless you're already a seasoned practitioner, don't meditate for stress relief. It's a profound and wonderful practice for those trained for it. And if you are trained for it, certainly use that as a technique, but it's hard for most of us. Telling the mind to be still and to focus on nothing or even just a single point, such as a candle, is almost guaranteed to make your mind jump around. So for many people, attempting to meditate can create more stress than it relieves. And as my spiritual teacher has said, meditation is old school and uh, recommends a different practice that I find very effective. I recommend a reading contemplation rather than meditation. Anything, reading anything that calms or inspires you. In a reading contemplation, you're bringing your mind into focus and into the game, so to speak. You're letting it be part of your activity 
which allows it to calm down and be still, which is the opposite of telling it to be still, like as you might in meditation. In a reading contemplation, your mind is engaged and interested and focused. And focus, relaxed focus, will relieve your stress. So as I said, read anything that calms or inspires. Some examples are a recent publication, Calm Christmas by Beth Kempton, The Book of Joy, Lasting Happiness in a Changing World, written by His Holiness, the 14th Dalai Lama, and Desmond Tutu and Douglas Abrams, which came out about two years ago. Another lovely book for easy reading contemplation is All In for Love, written by my dear friend Leslie S. King. And I also recommend any poetry by Hafiz Arumi as translated by Daniel Adinsky. Those are fabulous uh, contemplations for a stressed out mind. I also recommend Taming Your Gremlin, written by Rick Carson, or Stillness Speaks by Eckhart Tolle, or any text actually written by Eckhart Tolle. Any of these or any other text you find relaxing, inspiring, and or hopeful will work for this practice. Since you work in the library, I'm sure you can find something there that you could read if you don't already have something in your personal library at home. And if you're not able to access your library right now due to the pandemic, Certainly, this is a time to look at Amazon or some independent booksellers with online sites and find some text that you could order in to use. Keep these close by, and even in a moment of stress at work, you can pick it up and spend three to five minutes calming yourself through a focused reading contemplation. All of the links for these texts um, with their bibliographic information and for purchase information are in the show notes from today's show. Another suggestion, go back to your why. In last week's podcast, Why Are You a Librarian? I talked about identifying your foundational beliefs for what you do. So I recommended that if you have not identified that yet, that you do so and print it out, write it down, print it out, keep it close by, look back at what you feel is truly essential and um, eliminate or lower the priority of everything else that you have to do. You can't do it all, so don't even try. Focus on the thing that's most essential or the things that are most essential for you and set aside or deprioritize the rest. That will take a lot of stress off of you immediately. As you'll often hear recommended, walk away from the screen, especially your phone. We've all heard this, but it's just really important to give your brain and your mind time away from the stimulation of a computer screen. We know it has a stimulating blue light, and yes, you can wear certain kinds of glasses to mitigate that, but the most effective thing to do is just to walk away because then you're also removing yourself from the overstimulation of certain kinds of content, certain messages, social media, 
and and news stories. So I know for myself lately, I've let myself sort of get ratcheted up by some of the um, post-election news that's been coming out. And I've, I've just had to step away from that to allow myself to relax and release stress. And I recommend on a daily basis that you set aside your devices for a certain time period of the day and let your mind, your brain rest from that kind of stimulation. One of the most pleasant suggestions I have is to walk in nature. Try what is called forest bathing or Shinrin-yoku, I hope I pronounced that correctly, which originated in Japan in the early 1980s. According to Wikipedia, forest bathing or Shinrin-yoku is a form of nature therapy. And there is just something relaxing, something calming about being in the presence of trees. Now, I know some of you maybe live in the desert or, you know, in areas that aren't as well treed as others. I myself live in New Mexico, but in an alpine area, so I have lots of forest close by. But even when I lived down in the valley in the desert, there were areas where trees had been intentionally planted or that grew naturally along the river. Uh, And so take some time out. Take yourself into nature. Even if all you can do is walk outside in your yard or walk out down the street um, where perhaps you have a, a neighborhood park, whatever you have accessible to you, take advantage of that. Just sit and be in nature or walk in nature and feel that stress. I mean, literally just drain away. Progressive muscle relaxation is a technique that I learned back in my uh, early 20s, actually. And and this is one of my favorites. Uh, When I was a young woman in in my late teens, I developed some panic disorder and serious anxiety problems. And progressive muscle relaxation is what I use to overcome that, um, to get myself back into a balanced state. And it's so simple. Um, You can certainly Google it if you like. But essentially, uh, all you have to do in progressive muscle relaxation, if you've never tried it, is to tense up the various parts of your body. And practitioners recommend starting at the top of your head and moving down through your body to the bottoms of your feet. Or you can do that in reverse. But what matters is that you cover every part of your body. And you simply tense up, perhaps your feet, say, or lower legs and feet. Hold that tension for a few seconds and then intentionally relax that part of your body. And do that as you move up through your body, even tensing your face muscles, your scalp muscles. Every muscle you can identify should be tensed up for a few seconds and released. And remember to keep breathing as you're doing that. Uh, If you don't breathe, you're going to tense up more, but just breathe normally, naturally, tense up and release. If you want to put on some calming music, if that's possible, then that's great, but not necessary. And this is the kind of thing I use in the dentist chair. I'm really dentist phobic because I've had lots of experience in the dentist chair that hasn't been so pleasant for me, but I can use it anywhere. Um, And the nice thing about progressive muscle relaxation is that no one else 
necessarily knows you're doing it. Now, if you start tensing your and <laughs> releasing your face, facial muscles in a meeting or a public place, clearly people will know. But once you master this technique, you don't have to do the whole body to get the benefits of it. You can do por- parts of your body, portions of your body, your hands, your feet, your leg muscles, whatever works for you and get the benefit. The other really beautiful thing about progressive muscle relaxation as a stress relief is that you can actually do it with your imagination. Once you've practiced it for a while, you can simply imagine that you're tensing the muscles and releasing them. And believe it or not, your body will respond. So if you're in a circumstance where it would be somehow observable or inappropriate to physically tense and release, practice this technique for a while, and then you'll be able to use it in those circumstances simply with your imagination. It's amazing. Some research has come out fairly recently, um, and I read an article in the magazine Experience Life about this, and I put the, the link to that in the show notes. But to look at, watch, or do something that inspires awe within you, that causes you to become consciously aware of something that is much bigger than you are as just a human being. You can look at a beautiful sunset. You can look at pictures from the Hubble telescope that you find just awe-inspiring. You can read stories that invoke a feeling of the vastness of this creation in which we live. And these studies have shown that feelings of awe make us softer, more open, and more relaxed just by experiencing awe. And one of the nicest parts about this is what what the research shows is that it opens us up to ideas and opinions of others so that when we encounter perhaps a, a news article or we hear someone expressing ideas or opinions that we find disruptive or alarming or upsetting, if we have exposed ourselves enough to things that produce a feeling of awe in us, we are more able to take in those ideas, those opinions um, in a softer, gentler way and not let them upset our own balance and push us into a tensed up stress response. So I love this one. I love the fact you know, going out and looking at the starry sky at night or watching a full moon come up over the horizon or or looking in a majestic forest or river or mountains, even just images on your computer. If it inspires awe, it will help you to relax and release and restore yourself. A more practical suggestion is uh, something called coherent breathing. And um, according to Arlen Kunsik, and I hope I pronounced her name correctly, in her April 9th, 2020 article on verywell.com entitled An Overview of Coherent Breathing, this is a form of breathing that involves taking long, slow breaths at a rate of about five per minute. 
Coherent breathing or deep breathing helps to calm the body through its effect on the autonomic nervous system. And I've included a link to Arlen's article in the show notes. So here is the technique as outlined in her article. First, focus on your natural breath. Count the length of each inhale and exhale to obtain a baseline of your breathing. So just your normal, natural breathing. Count the length of each inhale and exhale. Find a comfortable position to practice coherent breathing, which doesn't mean, I mean, if you can lay down, that's great. But if you're at work, laying down probably isn't an option. You could just be sitting in your desk chair and place one hand on your stomach. Breathe in for four seconds and then out for four seconds and do this for one minute. So repeat that, but extend your inhales and exhales to five seconds. And repeat that again, extending it to six seconds. During this process, keep your hand on your stomach. And that is simply to make sure that you're breathing deeply from your diaphragm and not shallowly from your chest. If your shoulders are going up and down, you're probably not doing it quite right. You want to feel your your lower or your upper abdomen, rather, where your diaphragm is, you know, pushing out and contracting back in again. So when you first start this, you might feel like um, that you need to take a deep breath or that you can't stop your thoughts from wandering around. If that happens, don't be upset. Just bring yourself back to focusing on your breathing and counting the length of your breaths in your head. I know uh, sometimes when, when I first begin this process, I feel like I'm not getting enough air and I have to take one or two deeper breaths and, and that's fine. Once I do that, or if I have to do that, I just allow it. And then I go right back into the practice of breathing in and breathing out. And what's really key here is that the inhale and the exhale last the same amount of time. So if you are able to slow your breathing even more than six six seconds in and out each way, that's fantastic. The slower you can go, the better. Kunzik uh, recommends starting with a goal of this, doing this practice uh, for five minutes. So five breaths uh, per minute for five minutes, but gradually working up to 20 minutes at a time. So this is a great method to use if you're in a stressful meeting or other kind of environment where you're you're feeling challenged or upset or stressed out, because you can breathe in and out without anyone else knowing that you're counting it in your head or noticing that your inhales and your exhales match, you'll just seem like you're very calm. And you will feel calm. For one thing, just focusing your attention on the breathing in and out will calm you down. That will help relieve your stress. So I highly recommend coherent breathing. And if you combine that with a progressive muscle relaxation, you're going to get stupendous benefits. And these are great things to do when you've got time alone and you can just really give yourself over to it. Fantastic. And it will pay off all 24 hours of your day. One of the simplest and easiest methods of stress relief 
I've learned about in the last few decades is drinking water. Who would imagine? But actually being extremely well hydrated uh, makes it difficult to feel anxious and panicky. So if you're in a circumstance or you're feeling particularly stressed out, wired up, get yourself a nice glass of water and drink it. Just keep yourself hydrated. You'd be surprised what a difference it makes. A properly hydrated body is a calmer body. Do something just because you enjoy it. We live in a world that is so focused on um, accomplishment, on doing things uh, because we're good at them and to achieve a goal, that sometimes we forget that there's great joy to be found in just doing something because we like it. We don't have to be good at it. And so when when I play with my grandchildren um, and watch how they do things just because it's fun to do them, not because they're great at it, I'm reminded that there's a lot of uh, relaxation to be found in just doing things for fun. So make sure that every day you do some things that you like to do just because they're fun for you and not where you feel like you have to perform or excel or be particularly good at it. My final um, real suggestion here for technique is to laugh. I think the world's best stress reliever is laughter, genuine belly laughter, laughter, a really good laugh. And if you need to find a good joke site or watch a funny movie, um, you know, do whatever it takes. There are some books out there that'll make you split your sides laughing. There are a lot of great memes going around right now, uh, particularly about the pandemic. A friend sent me some the other day that, I mean, I was literally laughing out loud sitting at my computer and it made me feel so much better. So whatever you can find that will make you laugh, use that. And if you can't find anything right away that makes you laugh, then just fake it. Fake it. If you fake laughing, you'll eventually you'll get to where you are laughing. It's kind of like when you see somebody else or hear someone else laughing hysterically. Sometimes you'll just start laughing. You don't know why they're laughing. It's just it's just funny to laugh. So laugh and laugh and laugh. Even just smiling, if you if you're not in a situation where you can laugh out loud. Just smiling will reset your nervous system. Happiness and joy are actually our natural state. Honestly, most of us create a substantial amount of unnecessary stress with our own inflated expectations for ourselves. And that's really normal. And we live in a world that encourages that sort of mindset. So it's essential that we keep things in perspective. Many of us pressure ourselves too much to achieve some type of perfection in everything we do. And that's simply not realistic, nor is it healthy. In a future podcast, I'm going to talk about the truth of the aphorism, don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as recently popularized by Gretchen Rubin. But for now, let me just say, that good enough is often, if not always, the best target. At some point, 
except that if you've done your best, your work is good enough and will serve your users well. Even if you make a mistake, even if it's a large mistake, that will pass in time and all will be well. I can speak to that one personally. I have made some colossal mistakes in my life, both in my professional life and my work and in my personal life, and it all passes and everything is well. Accepting and embracing our whole selves in our work helps to keep things in perspective and honestly, almost miraculously reduces stress and anxiety. So during the remainder of this holiday season, I encourage you to relax, breathe, laugh, experience nature, experience awe, and for at least this week, make a difference in your own life by letting go of your 2020 stress and opening to the possibility of a fresh and beautiful 2021. I hope we meet again next year. Thanks so much for listening to Masterful Librarian Podcast. Please share the show with other librarians who also want to achieve greater relevance, meaning, and impact in a rapidly changing world. If you're listening on the Apple iTunes app, please review the show. Until next time, keep making a difference. Bye now.